Hey listeners, before we jump into the show this week, as you probably know, this is a crazy time here in the United States, and we just wanted to say a word. We're not a political commentators or anything, but we do want to acknowledge what's going on. We're about to jump into a show and talk about a movie for 40 minutes or something, and we hope you enjoy that. But we also want to say the events that have happened recently concerning George Floyd is tragic and incredibly sad. We believe that justice needs to be brought and that racism still exists and needs to end. We acknowledge that reviewing a movie is rather small compared to the hurt, pain, and brokenness in our world. We want to be allies and especially stand against racism of all forms. So if any of you out there, listeners to Mots that are in the black community, know that we see you, you matter, your lives matter, and we are praying for you. Amen. Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. This is Nate Baranowski. And today we reviewed the 2005 movie starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We take a walk down Romance Corner and talk about Brad and Angelina. We hit all the funny stuff and the quips and we talk about Vince Vaughn. Are there lessons to be learned from this silly, silly movie? We talk about if Mr. and Mrs. Smith was remade, what actor and actress could be the best Mr. and Mrs. Smith? All that and more on Movies on the Side. All right, Nate, we're going back to 2005. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I know you have some history on this movie that we'll get to in a second. But give me, you know, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes. I was a little disappointed, actually. Give me your guess. What do you think critics scored this thing? I don't think critics would love this one. I'm going to say 52. Close. Critics gave it 60. Okay. Then the audience score. What do you think that is? Okay, now I'm going off of your tone. Yeah, I shouldn't have given it. I shouldn't have done So I'm going to say maybe 65. It's actually 58. 58 audience satisfaction for this movie. Interesting. I got to say, Nate, I disagree. (laughs) I really love this movie. But you have a special connection to this movie. Why don't you tell us that? I do. Back in 2005, I think the date was maybe December 15th, 2005, on my very (laughs) first, it was a couple's date, Uh 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 my very first date with my now wife, we watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith on dvd in a friend's basement nice and so that's it has a special place in my heart it's a kind of an interesting date movie for sure sure (laughs) it opens up with marriage counseling all i can say is i have never known anyone to watch mr and mrs smith on their first date and not end up married to that person so Mm, i don't know if that's a small data point Uh, right no technically the other couple that was on the the date with us did not end up getting married to each other. So I guess 50% of all people who see on their first dates. I, I find it hard to, to start somewhere, but I just want to say, yeah, I love this movie. I think Brad Pitt is hilarious in this movie and Angelina Jolie. I think they complement each other so well. There's so many little lines and quips and looks. I don't know. They're just hilarious. I thought the action was pretty good, too. thought of a number of lines for this moment. thought I'd just drop in. Hey, doll. Thanks for giving me the shaft. Steven, I'm conflicted on this movie. We can get into it a little bit more after the spoiler horn as to the different things of this movie. I really do like it. Watching it again, 
a tiny bit of the rose-colored glasses from 2005 oh. got a bit smudgy this time around. <laughs> the, okay, you, you wipe the glasses off. I saw through a little bit, like, yeah, okay. Like, had memories of this movie as being like a 4.5 kind of movie. I'm no longer there, if that makes sense. Oh, man. Okay. Well, what, in broad strokes, because this is before the spoiler horn, which, I mean, this movie is 15 years old, but we'll still, we'll still do the spoiler horn. What areas did you find not as enjoyable? I think that Mr. and Mrs. Smith brilliantly started. I think the beginning with the marriage counseling, their lives apart from each other, but also, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say they're assassins. Is that a spoiler? No, I think that, I mean, the movie poster cover kind of they have guns. gives it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in a tux, and yeah, they look like 007s. Okay, yeah, they're assassins in this movie, not a spoiler. But they start the movie not knowing that each of them are assassins, respectively. Right. I think that part of the movie is great. I think this movie loses the plot about 70% of the way through. Mm. And I think this movie putters to a stop at the end of it, which I have more details later as to maybe why. But viewing this time around, I don't think it ends super strong, and I don't think it goes in the most satisfying of places at the end. (sighs) Okay, I can kind of see what you're saying, but I still think this movie is just as funny as it was. I still chuckled at some of the lines. It definitely has some funny parts. It definitely is one of those just like popcorn movies. It has those really long zoom sequences, feels like Mission Impossible 2 happening around me. Right. It definitely has those moments where you go like, this is an era and I don't mind it. What did you think about Vince Vaughn in this movie? I forgot he was in it honestly until I started watching it again. But you can write the last 10 pages. You've been smoked. But you can write the last 10 pages. I'm gonna borrow this. I like where your head's at, man. I'll do it in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn, remember how Last week during Night at the Museum, I gave a terrible impression of everyone's little shtick. Right. right. Vince Vaughn has a shtick that is uniquely his. Yes. And I don't mind it. No. At some point in time, we need to rate everyone who just does themselves. Right. Who just like axes themselves like an Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, just doing them. Yeah. I don't mind fast talking Vince Vaughn at all. No. And, you know, I was trying to think what uh, I thought to myself, oh, I like Vince Vaughn in this movie. But then I tried to think about, is there a movie where I don't like Vince Vaughn? I even liked him in The Lost World, Jurassic Park. (laughs) And I think he was in that movie with Jennifer Aniston, right? The Breakup or something. Uh, You know, he was also in The Wedding Crashers and stuff like that. I think just like anyone who has a shtick. It can get a tiny bit old. Yeah. That's why I think his role in this movie is just the right amount of Vince Vaughn in there. You got to sprinkle the Vince Vaughn. You see, you sprinkle it. You know what I mean? You don't pour it on. Yeah. A little piquant of Vince Vaughn. Oh, I also think he's great in Couples Retreat. It's another Vince Vaughn movie. I am not sure if he fits into this movie. I mean, I liked him in it. He was funny, for sure. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, I'm not sure if... Did he belong in this world it felt like i was almost seeing kind of a will ferrell cameo in a movie that (laughs) is supposed to be funny at times but at other times is straight laced for example angelina jolie has her friend carrie washington as one of her employees and carrie washington plays a like straight down the middle of the road like normal person right i know i think vince vaughn was great in this movie 
especially opposite Brad Pitt. I thought it was hilarious. Like even from the first, I think it's the boxing scene when Brad Pitt's trying to tell him, yeah, I'm going to marry her. I can't hear him. Can you stop hitting him? I think he said something crazy. I don't know. I really liked Vince Vaughn. But here's what I really want to talk about this movie because I felt like the chemistry between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie is amazing. And I know that- Amazing. Their chemistry in this movie may be the best I have ever seen. People can have great chemistry because they're great actors. Right. This is one of those things where if I didn't know anything about either of them, I would say like these two people are hanging out in their trailers after filming. Absolutely. It would be my guess. Like that is my, exactly. I'm not saying what actually happened. I would just be like playing checkers <laughs> over or Parcheesi. Two beautiful people playing checkers. And I think yeah, that's right. the chemistry was, was real. I mean, like they later yeah. went on to be together for 12 years, whatever. They truly are into each other. And like, yeah, played a lot of checkers after that. So <laughs> I didn't go to MIT. Really? Notre Dame. Art history major. Art. History. It's reputable. Okay. So one of the other interesting bits is that Nicole Kidman was originally going to be the Mrs. Smith character, right? Right. So her and Brad Pitt were originally slated to be the stars. She dropped out due to Stepford Wives, and Brad Pitt, I think, then dropped out being like, well, okay, I wanted to work with her. She's not in it. I'm kind of stepping back, too. Around this time, they briefly looked into Catherine Zeta-Jones and Will Smith being a couple, Johnny Depp and Kate Blanchett being let me a just couple. Say, let me just say, well, first of all, both those couples you just mentioned, no. But Will Smith is one of those actors where there's not many movies I wouldn't right. be like, oh, yeah, he'd be great in it. Like we just talked about Night at the Museum. That would have been great with Will Smith. I feel like this is one movie where it wouldn't have been better with him. I, yeah, I think he would have been fine. I think actually Catherine Zeta-Jones is a, a better casting uh, than Will Smith as far as a replacement. Like, yes, I'm with you there. Maybe it's just through like other movies I've seen, like Entrapment and all this stuff. But Catherine Zeta-Jones has the like, oh yeah, she could be a an assassin. She definitely could have done opposite Brad Pitt, and it probably sure. might, would have been great. Now we get through all of that section. We bring Brad Pitt back i'm not sure which order this came in but then we come down to gwen stefani and angelina jolie apparently as the the top contenders and i can safely say that a movie with gwen stefani as mrs smith is not as good isn't now gwen stefani yeah is mm-hmm. a music artist right from no doubt yeah has she been in movies <sighs> i don't know she was in the aviator and zoolander as herself all that to say good cast angelina jolie brad pitt yeah really 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 good how'd you feel about the action in general i think for the most part it was good we'll talk more after the spoiler horn about it. i can't get into too many specifics but i think that it was fine <laughs> okay we need to talk about some specifics so maybe we should rate this movie i think it's time to rate it and then yeah get into get into the deets as they say let's never say that again though <laughs> <laughs> and let's rate it on a scale of zero to five drink glasses. And the reason why I chose is because so many 
pieces of glass gave their lives for this movie from the very beginning. Yes. Jolie and Brad Pitt they meet. Smash the, uh, she <laughs> smashes the glass in Bogota. In a trash can that's on fire. In a trash can. And then he, he smashes throws... one the next yes. morning in the hotel. For like, <laughs> I was like, they're just throwing glasses everywhere. There is broken glass when they drink the orange juice. They're drinking out right. of shards of glass. Yeah. There is glass on the floor. It's glass everywhere. So many glasses appear in this movie that's it's a great rating system you've come up with thank you very much so zero to five drink glasses i think i go first this time go for it nate i'm gonna give this movie four and a half i'm gonna give this movie four and a half because i am hard pressed like i was never even on re-watching i was never like i don't know if i want to keep watching this movie like i enjoyed watching this movie it's funny I think the action is good. I think once we get past the spoiler horn and you talk about the ending, I'll probably mm-hmm. agree. Not super strong, but also it's fine. Like the way they book in the whole movie, it's a satisfying ending. Yeah, it didn't take away from any of the funny lines and, and the chemistry and all that. So, yeah, man, I'm down. I'm like, if you have not seen this movie, I think you would enjoy it. So that, that's where I'm at with this. I'm going to give Mr. and Mrs. Smith three and a half glasses. Mm-hmm. I would say I was exactly where you were before watching this last night. There are a couple things that bring it down for me. The ending is one of them. The plot in general doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the chemistry is great. I mean, like, for example, Brad Pitt in his, like, white t-shirt and underwear with guns with Angelina Jolie in his, like, old white button-up. Them, like, escaping and doing all this, like, this stuff during the movie is truly really fun movie watching experience i would say there are parts of this sometimes you've been the one recently who's kind of given the old family friendly meter going on here yeah this is one of those where one i think there are some slight changes between 2005 and 2020 mr and mrs smith remake yeah that age a little poorly Yes. And there's also some language, especially like yeah, the yeah. B word especially is uh, a bit of a, a bit of one for me that gets tossed around quite a bit. So Yeah, there is an F word, there's there's a number of B words. And yeah, this is definitely not for kids. Sure. Even teenagers. Again, we'll talk about a specific, but I that was gonna bring that up. I think seventeen year olds who go on a first date, I think it's fine. <laughs> that was yeah, that was you did. You guys ended up fine. <laughs> You're doing just fine. Yeah. Okay. Great ratings. Let's talk about some specifics this is coming out right out of that i feel like we should address what doesn't age well and one of the notes i had was it's a little weird seeing brad pitt beat up angelina jolie i understand they're both secret agents they both are very capable she beats him up just as much as he beats her up but it is a little weird there's even this one scene where he's like i guess she's on the ground and he's just kind of like kicking her which you don't see her yeah but you see him and it's like "Eh." That didn't feel great. Yeah, I can't, like, the whole, they're both assassins in this movie. I think we have to remember, like, they kill people not for the greater good necessarily, but for money. Right. So, like, these are, (laughs) no one in this, no one is good. No, not one in this movie. (laughs) Right. So, when it comes to them, like, I think them both being kind of equal matches, they make them sort of equal when it comes to fighting. Right. It makes it better. But, yeah, there is part of me that goes, like, ooh, a bit tough to watch in that sense. If you made a 2020 Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I think you would either lessen the gender norms right. between these two, or you would lean into them harder and really like wink right. at us like, we get that these are a little old-fashioned. Because, for example, like 
there's no discussion of she they both work full-time jobs but she's expected to basically always cook but it's also kind of funny because later in the movie she said i've never cooked a day in my life right (laughs) which is pretty funny when they're escaping their house too she's like why do i get the girl gun yeah and you know they do switch so yeah i I do get it talk to me about the action because you said you had mixed emotions about it yeah i do i think the most heart in this movie is through their relationship to each other so for sure during the action they're having conversations about like her fake parents i loved that moment who was that kindly fellow who gave you away at our wedding hey actor I said, I said I saw your dad on Fantasy Island. I know. When the action scenes are peppered with that, which is like what the car chase was, that is interesting to me. Yeah. I think this movie gets into a bit of just like, well, we need to have straight action at the end just for action. So I think the final shootout for me, for example, is not as rewarding. I think I loved it in 2005. Yeah. But the fact that, you take away all of it, and it's just, just them like doing their shooting things and very and impractical. They face each other for a second, which, by the way... In the middle of the room with no cover. <laughs> right, and they just yeah. are fine, just sweeping the area. Yeah. I did not particularly enjoy that. Yeah. I did enjoy them, the their gunfire in the house. The yes. shotgun through the walls is fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's I think that's the, the best action piece from the whole movie i remember one particular shot where she starts blowing holes in the wall and he gets to a point where he stands up and walks down the hallway reloading his gun very nonchalant (laughs) while holes are getting blown out behind him yeah that's pretty cool (laughs) like that's a really cool scene i need to give props to whoever was the music supervisor Mm. putting together the music for this movie Because I think the one thing that made me seeing a man and a woman fist fight each other after a gunfight is the music cue of (laughs) Sprass Yourself. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. So good. Boom, 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 boom. Music does so much. For us as viewers, it makes it so lighthearted at the moment. Because if you had had intense music while they were like punching each other and throwing them, and they didn't have these quips, yeah, it would be a much much harder to stomach. But it shows right. like, nope, we're keeping this kind of lighthearted in this, and we're yeah, so showing the ridiculousness of them moving into this. Great music cue. I love that. Yeah. So Julian Jordan, excellent music supervisor. Hats off to Julian for that. I loved that, and I also, the only reason that final gunfight I still kind of like is they replay that yep. Mondo Bongo song. Yes. And I had mentioned it on some previous episode of this show. I forget when, but yeah, some reason I, I like that song and the slow-mo. The one thing about that ending scene, though, Angelina Jolie has one line, and it was the one time in the movie where I was like, oh. Didn't believe it. Didn't I don't believe, believe that. And yep, she looks yep, at yep. Brad Pitt right before the final fight. There's nowhere I'd rather be than right here with you. Yep. And I was yep. like, Bleh. Yep, yep, nope. yep, 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 yep. Didn't believe that for a minute. Again, that was sort of a rough. I know they're trying to do like a Butch Cassidy Sundance kid. They all come out at the end. It seemed out of character, though, because like the whole movie, yes. she does a great job of 
looking conflicted about does she have feelings for him? Does, does she, she want to be him? ice cold? Yeah. Right. And then like that one line, it's just, it's so far in the other direction. Right. I don't know. As some other line, there would have been good. Even her face as she was delivering that line, she kind of knew. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't have said this, but. Right. Let's move right from there to the ending of this movie, which is this last okay. act- action set scene and then a small little uh, marriage counseling scene afterwards. Right. Apparently, Doug Lyman, who we spoke of recently with Kate, but also he did The Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. And he d- he was a producer on Born Identity and been involved in a lot of things. After the original script was not entirely happy with the ending himself. Mm. Apparently, they had over 40 different scripts written for a different ending of this movie. Oh my. Can you That's not good. Can you Can you imagine? So they brought in a bunch of different writers to kind of like pitch some different endings to this. Right. There is even an alternate ending to this movie. While watching it with my wife, she mentioned it feels like we just watched an alternate ending, but not the real ending to the movie. Mm. I have the feeling like I don't know if they ran out of time. They ran out of budget, maybe. They went over budget on this movie. And they did blow up a large house. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Brad Pitt had to leave the filming for about three months to shoot Ocean's 12. Right. So, so like, they were big names on this movie, so they couldn't spend all day right. filming a bunch of these different endings. So I think the ending of this movie was... Plot-wise, it all falls apart because it's like, wait a minute, these two firms are after you. Which, by the way, sending you on a combined mission to kill Adam Brody, who I could have done with less Adam Brody in this movie. Yeah, agreed. Or no Adam Brody in this movie. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of them, but it's still too much. (laughs) (laughs) Too much Adam Brody. The fact that they sent each other on a combined mission in order for them to find each other so they could kill each other. Which, yeah, that actually makes no sense because if they're competing firms, why would they send... First of all, how did they coordinate that? Right. Like, it did the CEO of one call the other one? was like, listen, I know we hate each other, but uh, we want to get rid of our best agents. We just want them to kill each other. Right. <laughs> Let's put them on the same mission. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. If you wanted to do that, just drop a bomb in their house while they sleep. That is, <laughs> that is Like, true. if you want to take out both of them, yeah. unless both firms, like, and this is not discussed at all. Like, this is a, to me, it's a big plot hole. It's like, are both firms thinking, like, listen, we hope that our person takes the other person out and then they just go on living. I think because both firms know of them, they have to basically both die. I think that's the key. And if so, like yeah. send in a team while they sleep and not expect it and throw a grenade in their bedroom window. Right. Do the snake in the You bed. know where they live. Yeah. That is weird. So then, then they kill a bunch of these soldier dudes, which I think the body count in this movie I read in trivia is like 43. Which, by the way, people dying in this movie, so cavalier. The fact that our main right. heroes are murderers. It's all just funny, funny. Brad Pitt even runs over one as he's backing out of that garage. Yeah. After the house blows up, so yeah. But after they fight everyone off in this non-branded Walmart or Costco or Ikea or whatever it's supposed to be. Ross, dress for less. Are they just meant to be like, they're fine? Because one of the alternate story endings was to bring in Angela Bassett, by the way, great actress, to be the like his boss. And then there was another guy who was... The, the considered the father character or whatever Keith David hmm. from the other firm that they were gonna like confront these ultimate bad guys oh. the fact that they don't and they just skip to this marriage thing I think wait a minute are you guys still in peril because the firm's still in place Vince Vaughn's right. still around who leaves this movie right Carrie Washington's still around is there still a hit out on your lives I had forgotten 
that you get the last counseling scene. I thought they ended up on like Fiji or some remote island where they mm-hmm. could never be found because that's where they have to go. It's not like these firms are just going to be like, ah, we'll leave them alone. Right. They killed a lot of our guys. We're fine. Yeah, we won't uh, We won't blow them up. And yeah, they're still in the same town because they see that same <laughs> counselor at the very end of the movie. Exactly. So that doesn't make sense. There is an alternate ending that was filmed Okay. that looks like it takes place in a different country. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. That does make a lot more sense. Let's talk about sequels. Steven, <laughs> many times there were attempts to make a sequel. I uh, fear that with the dissolving of their real relationship, we probably won't get the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie sequel. Mm. Would I be down for a 2020 Mr. and Mrs. Smith 2? I would. would be. I need yeah. you to pitch to me. Mm. If a sequel came out now... Give me a reasonable plot. By the way, it does not have to be great because this plot wasn't great. So a reasonable plot for a sequel, I feel like it would need to be one of them is given a mission to take out some higher up bad guy in like uh, Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. And it is discovered that this person is actually like the real parent of Angelina Jolie or the real parent of Brad Pitt's character. Come to find out one of the, like the parents is some terrible warlord or really, really bad guy. And so the story is like, you know, are they going to kill him? Is there some redemption to happen? You know, some final confrontation between all of them, some cheesy line where the parent character said, you know, I always wanted a daughter or something like that, you know. <laughs> and something uh, Jason It's Bourne like Christopher like. Plummer or somebody. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. It's uh, the actor from... Uh, Rogue One, who was the uh, dad character in Rogue One? Mads Mikkelsen? Oh, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Him. He was Le Chief in oh. Resino, Casino Royale. Oh, yes. Him. Like, he would be the parent figure for whoever is the yeah, parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do, what do you think about that kind of plot? I mean, that sounds fine. Perfect. It sounds completely fine. Yes. <laughs> I'll start off that. But here's, the, here's the, my question for you, though. If not Brad and Angelina, who could play Mr. and Mrs. Smith and it would still be just as good? Because you need the chemistry. We talked about this before the spoiler horn, but like their lines to each other. I just want to play a couple here. There's one where they know, they suspect each other to be assassins and she serves some dinner and, mm-hmm. and she's like, Green beans? No, thank you. You'll have some. Best scene in the movie, in my opinion. The tension. Yes, the yes. tension between the two of them, like, it's so good. He drops the wine bottle. Yes, he drops the wine bottle. There's also the line, she thinks he died in the elevator, and she's sitting at the restaurant, and he, like, sneaks up behind her, and he's like, may I sit? She said no, and then he sits down anyway. Just, like, those little moments. And then in the counseling session, the counselor asks how long they've been married. See, we've been married five years. Six. Five, six years. So many good lines. Or this line, too, with the curtains. Oh, right, right. If you don't like him, we can take him back. Okay, I don't like him. You'll get used to him. Yes, all those are so good. And then also, the one last thing, this is not a line, but the physicality, the looks they give each other, like some of their just like micro motions. When she throws a knife at him, hits him in the leg. (laughs) That's amazing. Which he doesn't even limp after that, so that's pretty impressive. Or when she she does that spin around in the van, and yes, <laughs> he then looks at her like, "I was supposed to take care." Yeah, of Yeah, I told you I had it. Yeah, the the physicality thing is once they ransack his like bunker under the shed, mm-hmm. and he comes out and we see him walking in his backyard and he does this like punch in the air. 
like several times. It was just so funny. It's still hilarious to me. It's very yeah. good. But who has this chemistry, Nate? Who could be the next Mr. and Mrs. Smith? See, I don't, I don't know if there could be one Rachel with that McAdams. good chemistry. Oh, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. And <laughs> it, it might, would it have to be Daniel Craig? Or, 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 or how about this? No, I don't believe Daniel Craig. How about this? How about this? Person. Ready? Yes. Idris Elba. Okay. And Halle Berry. Nah. No? What nah, about Idris Elba nah. opposite someone else? Maybe he's too serious. Maybe he's I too he's serious. he's too serious. I need more of a... I need some... Hmm. Okay, okay, hold on. We're going to get this. Anna Kendrick. No, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What Daisy about... Daisy Ridley. Maybe. All I know is that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in 2008 were named number three on the list of <laughs> most beautiful couples. Yeah. And I have no idea how they only got third. What about Amelia Clark? <laughs> they only got third. Amelia Clark. Ooh. Okay. Amelia Clark as Mrs. Smith. Yes. I think okay. that works. Okay. Yes. I'm going to write this down so we get credit when the sequel is made. Amelia Clark. John Boyega. Oh, that's pretty good. He's that's British too. Okay, they could be okay. British, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I, I would enjoy British accents across Ooh, the yes. board. Ooh, yes. And it takes place in London. That'd be pretty good. I'd, I'd be down for that. What is the moral of the story? Oh, yeah. Morality corner. Because I think there are some good lessons to be learned in this movie beneath the facade of assassins trying to kill each other. Absolutely. And when I saw that in your note, you know, I immediately thought, when it comes to marriage, this thing has got a lot of lessons to teach you. It does, right? Yes. There's this line where the counselor asks Angelina Jolie, like, you know, how open or how truthful you are. And Angelina says, like, well, I, I, we don't lie to each other. I've never lied to him. And it's this implication, like, never lied. Also have never shared 70% of your life with him. Right. Like what you do for those 12 hours a day, you've never talked about it. You've never been truthful about it. She says the line of, we have this space and it just keeps filling up with things we don't say. It's not like I lie to him or anything. We just, uh, I have little secrets. Everybody has secrets. There's this huge space between us and it just keeps filling up with everything that we don't say to each other. When it comes to a marriage relationship, I feel like, the big lesson to learn is you cannot sustain one, i.e. a marriage relationship, without significant transparency, honesty, and openness with who you are. And there's even lines where Brad Pitt, he's like, I figured it out why we failed. And he tells Angelina, because you approached it like a job. Mm. You approached our marriage like a job, something we recon, planned, and executed. And you avoided it. There's some mm-hmm. truth there too right. about approaching relationship. And I was like, this thing is a lot of, it's like a masterclass in some uh, relationship struggles. Yeah. It's so goofy and bonkers at times, this whole movie, but then it like hits you with these truths about how like extreme vulnerability and exposing like, cause they spend the, like the last third of the movie just doing these silly confessions and like, here's what my life has actually been like. And you can tell that this really grows them closer together. Last thing I will say, one of the best moments where you feel their chemistry and emotional investment is after the whole fight scene in their house and they're holding guns pointed at each other. And Brad Pitt says, can't do it. And Angelina Jolie is like, you know, trying to tell him like, no, don't, 
don't put your gun down or whatever. And then he like slaps the gun out of her hand and they kiss or whatever. That's, that was a good moment. All right. Well, listeners, first of all, we need to know if there was a Mr. and Mrs. Smith sequel, who do you think should play both the Mr. and the Mrs.? Comment on our Instagram at movies on the side. Check it out there. We'd love to interact with you, know your thoughts and anything else. If you have not left us a five star and comment review in Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate if you did that. That helps us get boosted in those search results. And finally, we have that brand new supporter platform. It's called Supercast, but all you have to know is go to the show notes or go to our website, mots.fm, click support the show, and in Two to three clicks, you can support the show. If you support it at $10 a month or more, we'll actually review a movie of your choice. So you can do that, and then you get access to all of our bonus episodes. Today's was kind of a, uh, a semi-important bonus episode, would you say? Or yeah, absolutely. Another deep, deep one, yeah. And so, yeah, check that out. Click support the show in show notes for the podcast or on our website, mots.fm. And as always, thanks for joining us. Are you so welcome to Twenty and Twenty? Barbara Walters here. Is that okay. your Barbara Walters? Impression? Yeah, it's not a good Barbara Walters. <laughs> no, no, that's no, terrible. It's okay. a, again, one out of every twenty impressions. <laughs>